Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. What is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. How you doing today, everyone? So glad you're here to join me today. We are going on another one of those amazing spiritual rides, ladies and gentlemen. So get on the seatbelts. This is a com- this is a conversation that is going to bend your mind a little bit. We get into consciousness, consciousness levels, what causes it, and <laughs> spirituality, the foundation, why we do what we do, all kinds of different stuff. Liz Garcia is here to join us today for some fun in the spiritual world and the conscious world. So she's doing some great stuff. She's got a podcast. She's got, she's part of what's called the mind, body, spirit network, where she does weekly doses of higher consciousness. And she's got a podcast, which we'll get into as well, which is called the Trumpter of truth. And it's all part of these like really amazing mindset, spirituality kind of conversations. I love having We also got into who she talks about is a lot is Dr. David R. Hawkins, which I'm going to dive in as well. After recording this, I was very intrigued. And yeah, so she's also got another thing called the High Vibe Tribe Radio. She's got a lot of stuff. She's also got a personal branding um, business also that she uses her spirituality and all of that to teach methods in that. Also... She's got a bit of a story to tell, also a past story, which we love at this at University of Adversity. I love stories and I love to hear how people got through these things and how they became who they are today and be able to teach you and we can extract that lesson and give it to you guys on um, a weekly basis, three times a week. So this was a fun one. Liz Garcia was a lot of fun. We went about, I think it was almost... I should know how long. I think it was about an hour and 15 minutes. I think, I'm not even sure if I look at the episode right now, but around that time, a little over an hour. So maybe you guys halfway through plan to have a little bit of a break. If you got to run to the bathroom, or if you got to have something to eat, maybe pause it halfway through. Or what I might do is start to do a little commercial break for the long episodes for you guys. So anyways, without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this spiritual ride. I ask a lot of questions. I interrupt her a couple times because I don't want to get lost in the vortex and not pull out some good value for you guys. Because when you have good, when you have interesting people, it's hard for me sometimes because I want to hear them keep talking and, and all this stuff. But sometimes you have to stop them and be like, Hey, Hey, let's, let's make sense of this. And I learned that from Joe Rogan because as much as it's great, I want to hear them speak and I want to listen. I also want to make sure you guys can get some value and, and, and break it down at the simplest level. So I try and ask the questions that I know that I would ask. And maybe that may be a dumb question to some, but I know that the questions I ask are usually the people on people's radar. So hope you guys enjoy. Buckle up. It's a fun ride. Liz Garcia coming at you in just a minute. Liz, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lance. Love being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's an honor. For sure. I'm excited to dive in. This is going to be fun today because there's a... Uh, there's, there's very few people that have that practice and do these kind of different things um, spiritually and consciously that I'm really excited to talk about. And a lot of the listeners have noticed that 
I've, I've started to get into these conversations a lot more lately and it becomes very interesting because everybody's got their perspective on everything and it's, and I just get, I feel like I get a little bit more, a little bit wiser every time. So cool. thank you for, thank you for joining us today. Um, My pleasure. Before we get into all the fun stuff, what you're up to, I would love for you to kind of um, maybe just give us a bit of a backstory about yourself and, and kind of how you got on this path of where you are today. Certainly. So I'm a teacher of consciousness and a student of consciousness. And when I was first introduced to the topic by someone else, this was in 2003, I was like at a bar drinking a beer and this gentleman wanted to talk about consciousness. And I was like a deer in the headlight looking at my watch. I'm like, can I get out of here? I don't have no interest in this topic. And it's funny. It's like consciousness, like what the heck is it? And how do you spell it? <laughs> so um, in 2003, I had just separated from my husband of 16 years and I was in despair. Like I'm like a wreck and I had to leave where I was because um, he was done and I, I got it. You know, I got it when he came home one day and said, I'm done. There was no denying it. I felt the truth of it wash over me. I'm like, okay, there's no more begging and pleading here. Mm. We're done. So I had to really rally, but I was in despair for months, like crazy, like ridiculous amounts of despair. So I, a friend of mine said, and I was lit, we had just moved to Colorado. So I had up and moved away from the East Coast shut down my, my business in Boston and said, let's go to the mountains. So, and three months into up, you know, leaving my former life, coming to where I knew nobody, my husband's like, I'm done. I'm like, uh-oh, uh <laughs> what am I going to do now? So a good friend of mine who owns businesses on Nantucket, where I used to have a restaurant business on Nantucket as well when oh, I was wow. right out of college, I had a good time. She, I, in fact, I met her in Aspen one winter, you know, because in what are you going to do? There's no off the off season in Nantucket. There's nothing going on. You got to find something else. So mm. I, I discovered her in Aspen. So we were friends for quite a long time. And when she heard about the separation, she's like, Liz, come help me on Nantucket. I'm like, okay, I need to get away. So when I went there, I had what I could only describe as a quantum spiritual awakening. And everyone's like, what the bleep is that? And I'm like, well, you'll know it when you have it. So it's a super intense leap into higher levels of consciousness, essentially. And it's so intense that you don't know what to do with it. It's almost kind of scary because you, like I love to say, you are not in Kansas anymore when you jump into higher states of consciousness. You're like in the Wizard of Oz, you're a different place, a different dimension, a different awareness. So it's a phenomenal experience to, to feel yourself burst with inner joy. This is inner joy like that, you know, higher spiritual seekers would hear about from the Buddha or Christ or Krishna, whoever the highest avatars in history that are talking about the truth of us. I jumped into what I came to find out later as inner joy, which is not anything like you would imagine it to be because it's, you're, you're getting into the presence of divinity at these states of amazing grace, stunning beauty, like incredible beauty 
and you just want to share it with the world. You like cannot contain the beauty and magnificence of heaven on earth, essentially. Mm. And the experience at different levels is literally God intoxicated ecstasy. Like, whoa. And it's, it's super intense. And at the time, I didn't know. I just knew I was having a quantum awakening. I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? What exactly happened at that second, though? I just want to pause you there because that all of a sudden I'm like, I need to know, I need to know what that is when that happens. What is it? It's you know, like what is the what's going on? It's a sudden, um, like a, it's an inner <laughs> awakening. It's like the truth <laughs> of you, the presence of the real you coming out, and you're like. But you don't, I didn't know it at the time. You're like, yeah. okay, I'm in the presence of God. Huh. And you're like, first of all, I don't deserve this. Why, why do I get to be in the presence of God? You start to like, do I, I'm not deserving. You know, you have all this unworthiness going on. <laughs> I, it's hard to describe. It's not of this world, Lance, all I can tell you. It's like kind of like how, have you ever read books about near-death experiences? What that's like? Um, are you aware of those types of, I've heard a little bit, okay, but not, not enough to really have my opinion on it or comment on it. It's all I can tell you. It is you, it is not of this world to experience that level of consciousness on a regular basis. Let's just put it that way. Hmm. Okay. And it progressively got greater. Like it was like, it was very difficult for me to even be in the world and be in these states of consciousness because it's just overwhelmingly beautiful, overwhelmingly filled with grace and stunning beauty. <laughs> like you're just dumbfounded by the presence. Like you're done. You're like, all right, put a fork in me. I'm done. Wow. However, if you don't have the spiritual foundation for it, you have fear running because you don't know, you know, you have fear because we all grow up with fear and you and Joe were talking about you know, suppressed and repressed stuff in your conversations. And it's yeah. kind of funny you were talking yeah. about that because that causes problems for you. Yeah. <laughs> As you advance spiritually, there's, you got to build the foundation under these higher levels. There's got to be foundation under it, just like in a house. Mm. And at the time I didn't know any better. I'm like flying super high, flying high, like not feeling grounded at all and not really knowing any better. And there came a point where it just came progressively and progressively like higher, higher in states that my body couldn't take it. It was like the, the electricity of the body wasn't built for these higher, you know, the higher energies running through it. And because the experience is so unfamiliar, I got scared of it. I was becoming fearful of it. <laughs> and I started to feel um, like I was a threat to somebody to be this, like, kind of like Jesus. I was brought up a Catholic and I don't really, I don't really, you know, align with any religions necessarily, but I align with lovingness yeah. and love and the usual, like yeah, the message, the message from there, from, from right. that religion was, yeah. Like yeah. it was about love. Yeah. Right. I know what you mean. Okay. So, I had this awareness though, like probably five months into it, the experiences were like a roller coaster ride. So I'd come in it and then I go out of it and I come in it and I go out of it, but they were somewhat manageable. 
But then they started to get really intense because I really fueled that high side because it was amazing. I'm like, I didn't want it to end. I'm like, oh my God, thanking God, oh my God, every day, thank you, oh my God, I get to feel this inner joy and all of this amazing grace of experience, like literally flowing with, with nature. Like I could, I'd be out running, I could feel nature and the energy of nature just connecting with me like in a, like a symphony of beauty. Like I can't even, I can't describe it. You have to experience it. It's an experiential thing. But I started to become fearful of it. Like, whoa, you know, and the synchronicities come rapid fire, like almost scary, like a synchronicities. Like I'd have a thought and the answer to the thought is coming from someone in the grocery line super fast. I'm like, all right, this is scaring me now. And I got to a point um, where I felt like I was a threat. Like I, you become, I was, I've always been intuitive, which people have told me you're super intuitive and I didn't know any better. I'm like, that's just who I am. And they kept pointing it out. I'm like, oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I have not, you know, I have a feeling, but I had a feeling like four or five months into this, that I was a threat to somebody like Jesus was, you know, like, I'm going to hang me, you know, hang me up on a cross. Cause like, we don't want that much light in the world. It was kind of the feeling. I didn't know I was a threat to the non-physical world. <laughs> that was the like, holy crap side. Like, okay. Cause I thought I would have confrontations with people. Like they would like turn on me or whatever. And I had confrontations with non-physical energies that you can't see. <laughs> Mm. So that was kind of like a horrific, it's a horrific confrontation. Okay. I want to just pause you there for a second because this, this kind of stuff is like, it's like, ding, ding, I need to address this. All right. So what, what does that look like on, let's say somebody, somebody is flying high or they're, they're spiritually more awake than the next person they're, they're on their journey. And then all of a sudden they become really in tune with that energy how do you know that you're fighting or battling that energy? Like what, what is the things that are being showed to you? Like, is it a feeling? Is it like a, all of a sudden sudden depression or is it like, what does that look like as okay. on like the human to human tangible level? Like, I know it's a little <laughs> hard to make tangible. I'll do my best Lance. For sure. So, so the higher states of consciousness are experiential. I can't describe them. You have to yeah. be there. You have to be a part of it and you experience it. The, so what's happening, it's been written about throughout history. You know, mystics throughout histories have these pendulum. It's a pendulum swing because you're up in these high states. And when you get into the high states, you have a lot of power in consciousness, which we can, we'll talk about eventually, which is mm-hmm. how I got to studying it because I had to figure out what the hell did I just do yeah and and I when you awaken to these you also awaken to the ability to hear spirit speak to you You're, you become clairvoyant like here I get visions like boom of message I'm like and to get a vision of something is so it's like a picture tells a thousand words it's huge when you get visions so I would start to get visions and I'd hear and I heard loud and clear when this became really intense and horrific that you are the creator of this experience. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, ah! so there's this pendulum that's going on in consciousness because you're not 
centered, grounded, balanced in the experience at all. Like I was not ready for it. So when you hit these highs, you swing back into this low because the fear while you're in the higher powered state fuels a lower, kind of a lower experience that's even worse than you can imagine mm. because you have this, this high powered fueling of fear. You follow me on that? I, I, I am. I'm so intrigued okay. by this right now. Okay. So the confrontation with the opposite is not a depression. It's a literal, if, if it could, if it was, it comes in, it's an energy that shows up in physicality. It's not, not in physicality. Sorry, it's not physical. So most of this would happen at night where I would be, I'd just be lying in bed. And then I'd wake up suddenly and I literally had to do this like Wonder Woman because I felt it coming at me, the energy, Whoa. the confrontation. And it's dark energy, super dark. And it's horrific type of stuff. So that's how I, and I really don't want to spend too much time on that topic, Lance. And I've been advised not to from my non-physical friends. Okay. <laughs> Spirit guides, speak like Liz, let it go. It's, you're yeah. done. Yeah. So, the important aspect of it is that I understood I was the creator of this experience and I wanted to understand how did I create this? And I have to tell you, these experiences that I've had lasted for over 10 years. And every year at the beginning, it was more, you know, maybe two or three times a year or I'd come into these states of the highs, super high, and they kept getting higher but they also kept getting lower and it would go on for days or weeks at a time. And I, I, I kept a, a journal. It's about 24 of these episodes that are not fleeting. They're like long, you know, yeah. weeks at a time, a month could go by like super fast in these States because there's no time really. It's kind of a weird. Experience. So I got a quick question here and about so okay you during this you were going through really highs but were you going through a lot of lows too like depression style like is that what happens uh, no well you come it comes after that because these swings where i have the super high and then i have confrontations with super low are traumatizing yeah it's, tra it's traumatic it's like to be in that presence, that dark presence for more than like 10 seconds, I don't think, I feel like, I, how did I even live? It's that intense. Hmm. I'm like, you know, a second in that presence is horrific. And I didn't really appreciate, you know, two dozen times in that, once is enough to kill you, it feels like. So, wow. you know, the adversity here for me, Lance, was overcoming the trauma and thinking I could do it on my own and realizing, like I didn't really take a look, a close look at, you know, how it affected me. The trauma is in what? What, what part was the trauma? Was the dark side of it? Yeah, the, the confrontation, the, pre, the, the presence, the confrontation okay. of darkness to be in your, and you can't run from it. It's, you can't see it. You just feel it. Very interesting. And you're wide awake. It's not like I'm in a dream state. I'm like wide awake going, holy bleep. 
God, praying to God, like, God, you got to be kidding me. I pray to God, like, there's no one else to pray to. You got to talk to who's going to help you here. There's no one there to help you. No one else can see it necessarily, feel it or anything. So it took me a while to realize I had symptoms of PTSD because I, I thought I was handling it, but I also knew how horrific it was and that any human consciousness would suffer from it. It's like, so my, my struggle for years was to try to unravel what I created and come back to balance stop doing this crazy swing yeah because it was it's huge and when you so that's how i got into studying consciousness and understanding where true power exists and i came across the teachings of dr david r hawkins i don't know if you're familiar with him lance i i heard you talk about him in your in one of the podcasts on your on your podcast there on High high vibe tribe radio yeah So I like to teach, it's such a, he's first of all is of super high consciousness and most people would be like dismiss it because they don't know what it is. But having been there, I know what it is. And I know what he's speaking of. And if if you're not familiar with what he's talking about, you'd be like, you think he's nuts. But I'm like, no, he's not nuts. He's just of a superior level of consciousness than 99% of the planet. Dr. Hawkins is his name? Dr. David R. Hawkins, yep. He was a psychiatrist. He's a pretty renowned spiritual leader, enlightened leader, and a researcher into the study of consciousness. He's like the pioneer in bringing consciousness calibrations to light. In his book, his original book is Power Versus Force. We'll uh, we'll put that in the show notes for sure because that's... Super interesting. When you understand where true power is Mm. and, and what's keeping you from having a great life. Have you, have you gone into Paul Selig at all? No, that name sounds familiar. I got, I I got interested in him through Aubrey Marcus and his podcast. And he started talking, Paul Selig's got some great books too. Just that same real high consciousness where they start talking about uh, like spirit guides and all this stuff. That's just like out of the realm of of being of like the normal reality, you know, Yes, which is just fascinating. So, um, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you on that. I just wanted to make sure that we had that. Yeah. But yeah, you, got yeah. Into the, you got into the workings of, of, of that, into Dr. Hawkins. Yep. And, you know, he has such, it's a super, it's an amazing gift that he has brought to us, his consciousness. And he mm-hmm. speaks, when you listen to his lectures, and he passed in 2012, he was like 84 or so. And he talks about his experience with higher states of consciousness. Like this is Christ like stuff he's talking about. Mm. And, um, and I know what if I've been there, I've been up there in those higher realms and that's why I came into study. I'm like, where was I mm. was what I've experienced real, you know? So he calibrates everything in consciousness land. So like everything that ever was, everything in history can be calibrated as to his level its level of consciousness and everything that is currently existing. So as an example, my level of consciousness and your level of consciousness could be calibrated. However, he doesn't really like to calibrate human beings because we all get tied up in thinking we're all that. Right. So, <laughs> but you can calibrate levels of consciousness of corporations, for an example, right. or books, movies, 
you know, where do you want to put your attention? And what, what's happening when you put your attention on lower levels of consciousness? Like, what are you inviting into your life? If you want to be happy and healthy and everything that you and Joe were talking about, yeah, you already have an awareness that you've got to put your attention somewhere else, but you also have to be willing to look at your own inner workings. Right. And this is really important what you guys said, your, this understanding that you cannot suppress and repress emotions. They affect your body. They affect your life. They affect your experience because it's like a magnet of energy mm. running. Like, let's say you're angry from when you were five years old, <laughs> right? That anger is a magnet in consciousness. It's like, oh, see, that magnet's still going. Life is like, hey, I think we got to bring some something to make that person angrier because they're asking for it, essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a magnet. You're a magnet to everything in your consciousness. So it's nice to look at the map and understand where you're at. Mm. And the high levels are like, this is higher levels of consciousness aren't really of this world, the conversation necessarily, but you know, it is for some people. But so what I've done, what I'm trying to do is to, to bring it down to a simple understanding because most people are working on down here, right. right? We're down here. Most of us are down here. The higher levels that Hawkins and I have been up in in Christ are way up. They're like quantum leaps or light years away from where most of us are, which is why it's, you don't understand it. Okay. So this list, I want to, before everybody, because there's so much there. Guys, if you're wondering about Joe, that's mine and Joe Hawley's conversation. It would have been two episodes ago, I believe. Um, check it out. We got into a deep conversation about spirituality. Um, what I also, what I, this is perfect because I wanted to take this into your mind, body, spirit network and your weekly dose of, of higher consciousness. Now, this is really cool. So I want everybody to understand how, how powerful this is. So you have, and this is the one I really liked, like what, is, and I wanted to ask you, so what is a high level versus low level? And I, I want you to elaborate on the numbers of zero to a thousand, which is really fascinating on like what happens at the okay, lowest cool. level and what happens at the highest. Because when I heard this, I was like, oh, wow, this is, we need to like unpack this. So I wanted to make sure I asked you that specific thing because that was just the one video cool. I watched and I plan on watching more of those, but okay. I found it really useful and really kind of like streamlined, you know? Yeah. And I was like, lights yeah. were going off. Cool. <laughs> well, it's nice to have a map of truth. It's like, absolutely. What, where does truth really exist? Where does power really exist? And Dr. Hawkins talks about, you know, the ego, which is kind of lower of lower mind, is like all four. I want to know where the power is. <laughs> mm. And Dr. Hawkins is like, spirit and God knows how to get the ego on board. <laughs> so I like to talk about, like, so what? Why not use the understanding of consciousness as to where true power is. Yeah. So the map of consciousness is based on Dr. Hawkins' decades of research, actually doing consciousness calibrations of everything under the sun. Mm. And he created this map. So the map goes from zero to a thousand. A thousand is the highest level of consciousness a human being can be at and still stay in the body. Like, 
Wow. When you get up beyond 600, 600 is enlightenment, which is not of this world. There's a rare, it's rare for a human being to calibrate above 600 on the map. And at last, last time that it was calibrated, there was only like a dozen people above 600 on the map. And the map is logarithmic in nature. So one on the map of consciousness is 10 to the first power. A thousand is 10 to the thousandth power. So if you know your logarithms from math, it's huge. Like the higher you get, the steeper it gets. You're like, whoa, you really start to go superpower. What superpowers happen above 200. So when you hit 200, that's the level of courage. And this is the energy that he's calibrated. Courage has a particular energy level, like watts in a light bulb, like or electric volts. Like how much can light a light bulb? That's kind of my metaphor. And at 200, you can like turn a light bulb on and you got, this is a level of courage. And courage has its own energy and its own way of being. So everything below 200 is negatively oriented and it's all the usual suspects fear grief and loss shame blame resentment anger hatred righteousness perfectionism pride all of that stuff is a downward pulling energy that has no power so if you if you're concerned that you don't have what you want in your life you have no power it's because you're hanging out where there is none mm. you know that's cool. Which kind of sucks. <laughs> if you like to complain and like be right and have control or whatever, <laughs> you're not going to have the life you want because you're holding on to this and you're, you're caught up in this attractor field of negativity. Huh. And, I, and I love to point out, and Hawkins will point this out too, whatever you're putting your attention on is what he would call an impersonal attractor field. So what's really interesting is what he's also saying is this is your free will. You have the free will to choose to be angry all the time and hateful and spiteful or whatever, complainer. You ha that's your right. And when you choose that and you keep choosing it, life can't help but deliver what you're asking for because you're in that attractor field. You're a magnet for it now. When you step up into courage or neutrality, which I love neutrality, that's kind of my, that's my go-to level for anything. Cause it's kind of easy for me just to say, all right, I give, I don't have, I recognize I got no power on this one. I give. So neutral is a super powerful, that's, that's 10 to the 250th power up from courage. So, I like to encourage people to look at the map to see where they're at and understand that if you're most, most of, if most of your life is spent in negativity, you got to get out of there. You got to recognize, okay, I don't have what I want. I, my, my health stinks. My attitude stinks. I have no friends. I don't have enough money, whatever, whatever the thing is. It's not God's, it's not God punishing you for one thing. It's your, lack of awareness of what you're doing. This is, kind of, this is my realization. You can't, we're all human. We don't know any better. And we're just coming into awareness as to where true power is. This is all very new, understanding consciousness. And again, how do you spell it? 
if you Google it, mm. <laughs> consciousness. So the map, you want to, you, you, so my, my own personal goal is to be grateful that I am above 200 on every issue in my life. That's my goal. How do you get me. there though? How do you get to, how do you get from the low vibe to the high vibe? Let's, let's you break get it down. To the high vibe by letting go of the low vibe, low vibe. And Dr. Hawkins, who was a psychi a brilliant psychiatrist for 50 years in Manhattan, he had one of the largest psychiatric practices there, has seen significant human suffering. You ever been into, you know, you can't, if you've seen one flew over the cuckoo's nest, yeah, that's fair. That's fair representation of what's going on in mental hospitals. It's not ideal. So he developed something he calls the mechanism of letting go and has found it to be super effective. And he likens it to a rocket ship relative to everyday therapy. So I'm like, hmm, super effective. I'm like, take me there. Take me on the rocket ship because I want to let go. So the mechanism of letting go, I do a whole episode. I just finished this, Lance, because I feel it's like the go-to episode because you gotta, you got to hear it again and again and again, and you got to have someone help. You don't have to, but I found, and other people that have come to me said, I don't get it, Liz. I'm like, I know, I'm going to help you. So it's an understanding of how to let go of lower level emotions as they come up and be willing to even look at them and be willing to admit you've got lower levels running. You know, you've got, and we're so used to still our society, we're still brought up burying things. Like as a little kid, you can't be angry without getting, you know, your parents would yell at you. You're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm not going to be angry anymore because I get in trouble. When really you want to manage your anger, you don't want to bury it. So the letting go mechanism I'll do really quickly here, but there's a lot of stuff I can help you with in that podcast because I talked through what to look for. I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. It's a good one. So essentially the letting go technique is to have a feeling. The feeling's going to come up you're likely want to judge that feeling or criticize yourself or moralize about it and think I'm going to bury it again, right? You don't want to bury it again. You want it to come up. You want to allow it to be. And I'll use the anger because I'm a marketer too. So I always check to see what people want to know about. And there's a large interest of people wanting to let go of anger. That's the number one. How do you let go of anger? Yeah. So, I've been, I've, I've experienced rage come out of me, which I didn't even know was there. I'm like, holy crow. I didn't know I had rage, like scary rage. I scared yeah. my animals, my dogs. Yeah. So sometimes you may not feel like you can handle the rage and you may have to just like, I had to leave the, I've had to leave the house. So I don't scare the animals. I had to leave the house because my dad pushed my button to get the rage out of me. I'm like, okay, I got to go. Or I'm going to, hurt somebody. <laughs> so you got to recognize you cannot express it on somebody. You're just going to perpetuate the problem and then dump all over them. So you got to be willing to be with the feeling. And what's happening is I liken it to like a balloon that's ready to explode. So here's this balloon of anger you got building up over your life like this, right? Yeah. Because you don't know any better. And 
when you get angry, you just get angry and you don't say, I'm going to let it go. You just get angry and you throw up all over somebody about it. Right. So I liken it as a balloon. And if you don't address the balloon, it's going to friggin' pop and you're going to go into some rage like I did. And I broke a pair of scissors and scared my dogs one day. And then I had to leave the house because I didn't want to hurt anyone, anything, or scare my animals, you know, have them have trauma. So instead of letting the balloon get this big, you've got to let, be willing to say, all right, God, creator, whoever you want to talk to, higher consciousness, I'm willing to let go of this anger, but I I need help with it because you don't have the power in the anger level to let it go. You've got to kind of step into your own power. You're like, all right, I'm going to step into courage on this. This is all you need to do. I'm willing to face the anger, whatever it is. So here comes the anger. You've asked for it. You're like, you're, you're conscious. You're like, I'm ready to show me what's buried. <laughs> That's what I say. I'm like, show me what's buried. And it shows up and someone might trigger it. Like my dad triggered me. You don't want to react. And then of course you're going to react to your parents and your family because <laughs> you're used to it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you gotta, you gotta wake up right then. Like, okay, I asked for the rage and you have to just allow it to be. Don't try to bury it again. That's your instinct. Your, your instinct is to resist it, which means you're going to bury it. So step one of the letting go is to be willing to not resist it and say, okay, Liz told me I was going to resist it. I'm feeling the resistance. I'm willing to let go of the resistance to the, to the feeling. So that's first step. And as you practice it, you'll start to get go right to the anger. You're like, okay, I'm not resisting the anger, it's there. Here it comes and you'll know that you've allowed some of the air out of the balloon, so to speak. It's coming out slowly, it's not coming out in a rage because you're gonna feel lighter. It's gonna pass. Or it, you could break out into laughter, which is a great sign. Have you ever been angry with somebody and you just end up laughing? Yeah. That's a sign of like, you let it go. So. I love to point people to the lower levels of consciousness map because it's a progression. You can't necessarily jump from grief and loss as an example, which is down pretty low grief and loss. Is addictions down there too? Addictions have to be down low consciousness. Addictions. It depends on, it is a low level of consciousness. Yes, for sure. It's gotta be because you're just, how people are, if you're in a high vibe state, high conscious state, you're not going to look at that addiction the same way as if you're feeling like shame and down, right? Right. Well, there's a whole, Dr. Hawkins did a whole lecture on Alcoholics Anonymous and the map of consciousness. It was I'm checking this guy out. Like you've he's, got me excited about this he's guy. He's super funny. He's awesome. He's hilarious. Mm. And um, he's a super high consciousness. Like yeah. he's just streaming truth. At his level, he streams truth, and it doesn't matter whether you believe him or not. Yeah. I get it. I've been to the place where you, you feel and you know the truth, and it's just like it doesn't matter right. what anyone else thinks. You know, you're aware of this. But, yes, check him out. I don't think – I can't find that lecture anymore. I think they took it down because people were grabbing its content and using it. Uh, you know, they didn't have permission. But it really helped me to understand what's going on in consciousness with addiction. It's pretty interesting. Right. What's what's happening in addiction is you get this high 
you are entering a higher state of consciousness, but your belief or whatever's going on there is that the alcohol is doing it, which at a very high level of consciousness is not true. So it swings you back into the addiction. It's a wicked swing. Oh, wow. And this is how I started to get it. I'm like, how did I swing into such a low state from the high? So it's, you got to watch out. You don't want to be in a high state and running lower level problems because you invite big problems seemingly. I don't know. I haven't yeah. tested the truth of that, but it's just kind of my feeling of. Yeah, you know, how does, why, did, why does that happen? Like, it's like even people all week will, will, they'll complain about a hangover Sunday. They'll work hard all week to feel so great. And then they got to poison themselves again and drink it and then feel it crap. It's like a, it's like a freaking, you know, it's like a, a constant, you're up there at this high level. And then you, you're, it's like, why do we want to go back down? Why? Well, because we haven't addressed the weak, the weak chains in the fence. Yeah. Right? You've got weakness in the foundation that you haven't addressed. You haven't even yeah. looked at it. You're not even aware of it. So the, the challenge in spiritual awakening and raising your level of consciousness for our society, our earth, and at, the, at this evolution in consciousness, because most of us have all these weak foundational beliefs going on. None of it's true. It's as old as the hills because it probably something, you know, I share a story in kindergarten. Something could have happened to you when you were young that then fuels everything else coming along. Just one incident because you don't know how to deal with it. And, and when I was in kindergarten, I was caught being, I was being chased by a boy, which I loved. I loved this boy was chasing me and I was screaming with glee and joy all around the room and then the teacher walked in and punished us both and we had to go stand out in the hall and all the elementary school kids you know i was only five years old are walking by and i felt shamed totally shamed mm. wow. at five years old and i'm like that incident alone fuels all kinds of crap throughout my whole life and mm. you got to forgive yourself for being a joyful five-year-old you know as an example yeah. so the problems that we're dealing with is we don't know any better, A. We don't know how to deal with all the buried stuff and feeling like it's okay. It's okay to feel the way you feel. Right. But as you let them go, Lance, a whole new world opens up. And like kind of a, that's kind of the, what I've come to share, like letting go of all the stuff that's old news not true, buried and suppressed, has just, I'm like happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise, and I can say it like, and it doesn't matter. I'm like, right. every day is a joy, and it's fun, and I'm pretty easygoing, and um, I, I don't, you know, you stop, you do stop, you got, you boys, you and Joe were talking about looking outside yourself for stuff, and you just, you don't need any external validation really you don't really need it you don't need stuff you enjoy stuff you know you, you love and appreciate life but and yeah. it's actually genuinely felt because i can attest that i did not genuinely feel gratitude for life at all for quite a mm -hmm. while i was in super despair for quite a while i yeah i i want to yeah and i want to talk about your talking about unworthiness a bit 
because I mean, you were talking about yeah. that earlier and that's kind of yeah. like, it's kind of the perfect time for that because I, I really yeah. want to address why we feel unworthy and yeah. why we feel, and, and that's what happens with creating wealth and abundance. We're, we're so programmed in scarcity mindset and everybody's afraid and everyone's unworthy. Like when you, and, and it's, it's, we all go through it. I feel like at some point, why is that? Why do we feel unworthy? Like we don't deserve happiness. Like we have to struggle and get punched a million times for us to really earn it. Like what is right. with that? Why is that? That's the evolution of this consciousness of the planet. The yeah. planet, you know, when I first had this quantum spiritual awakening, I had a nervous breakdown and I ended up in a mental hospital, which is a cool story. We won't go wow. there right now. Wow. But in Massachusetts at the time, if you get admitted to a hospital, especially on Nantucket, this is kind of cool. In Nantucket, they don't have mental facilities. It's an island 30 miles at sea. They don't really have mental health facilities. But the law in Massachusetts, if you get, you know, people bring you into an emergency room because they feel like it's a mental health issue. And, you know, my friends brought me there because I don't blame them. They didn't know what to do. I knew it wasn't mental health. I knew it was something else. But I just let them do it. I'm like, it's fine. You can bring me there because I'm like, I don't know what to do either. So um, it's the law that you have to go spend three days in a mental health hospital if you get brought in for that. So um, I ended up in a mental health hospital, which was actually pretty phenomenal after I got over the whole fear of it all. And I forget what the string of the question was, Lance. Sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. Oh, why that's are we all the suffering? Like oh, the unworthy. Okay. Why do we feel okay. unworthy? Like, why aren't we like, yeah, I deserve this. Sorry. Um, so I came across the books called Conversations with God. Are you familiar with those? Um, no, but okay. That's okay. I definitely, I, I love new books that okay. come up. And this was in 2003. Like I didn't even, I was annihilated, literally. Like I totally lost my sense of self. Um, and I, I was in dramatic despair. I didn't know what to turn to. I knew my parents, no one could help me. I'm like, you guys can't help me. This is my own thing. I got to have to figure it out. But conversations with God is a trilogy. And I didn't know anything about the book, but I felt it come to me. Like I knew I had to get it and I'd never heard of it, which is kind of cool. It's like, I just went to Barnes and Noble. And I'm like, do you have some book called conversations with God. They're like, yeah, over there. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I got the book and God in the book. And, and at that time I was aware of God speaking to me through that book. I had the full awareness of that. And I'm like, thank God you're here. Cause I need your help. I needed it. And I read that book more than a dozen times easily the whole trilogy i read more than a dozen times because it helped me understand what the hell did i just do and in the book he talks about our level of consciousness on this planet is like we're not even in nursery school yet which is not a disparagement it's god's like I, this is not a disparagement you guys are just young you're just starting you just like getting to understand how to be how to be human or how to be in the world. So we're all still, most of the planet, which is, I don't want you guys to be discouraged because <laughs> uh, it can be discouraging. For sure. 85% of the planet calibrates below 200. 
Oh yeah. That's, is, it's all low level. That doesn't surprise me. That's right. But you've got to embrace the fact that we're evolving. Half of the United States calibrates above 200. So that's, that's, it's no wonder people want to come to the U S it's of higher consciousness. What's going on here. And other Canada is of higher consciousness too, by the way, mm-hmm. and Australia. Yeah. I mean, you, it's no mystery to know where you want to go and where you don't want to go. Like to hang out in Africa is risky because yeah. of the level of consciousness in Africa or the Middle East as an example, which is not a judgment. It's an awareness of what's going on there. It's awareness and consciousness. And Dr. Hawkins calibrates the level of consciousness of countries, political parties, positions, everything. Super cool information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got to understand we're part of this planet, every one of us. And if 85% of the planet is operating at a low level of consciousness, you can't help but be affected by it because we live here. It's a sea of consciousness. You are not immune to the suffering of others. In reality, we're all connected. And when you get to the higher levels and understanding, you feel it. You're like, whoa, you feel oneness. I've had tremendous kind of revelations at high levels. You get revelations. And I, I, I used to think, you know, I've had epiphanies, premonitions, intuition. And then when I had a revelation, I'm like a revelation is a different ball game mm. when you have revelations. What's a revelation? So a revelation is like a super high level truth that you get when you receive it. You can't necessarily share it because no one's even there yet. Well, how do you know that's what that is? You just feel it. You're like, whoa, <laughs> crap. You feel okay. it. So I've had some revelations about eternity, which this stuff just comes to me. I just have this, like it, it flows through me like a waterfall, like whoom. Do you meditate? Is that how you get the channel no. this? No, I do nothing. <laughs> you just channel this without meditation. You were I talking about talking. in that other that podcast that you yeah. don't even really sit and meditate. I don't sit and meditate. I'm more of a contemplator. Like I consider things and, you know, Dr. Hawkins talks about living your life like a prayer. And when you kind of are present in your thinking and you're, you're aware of your behavior and like, it's pretty intense to start watching yourself. Cause you, I want to change. Like, I don't want to do what I did. I don't want to do that again. Mm. I want to, I want to be balanced. Like I, I've stepped into balance in the last few months. It's kind of amazing. It's a new feeling for me. Like, Whoa, it's, I feel something different going on. And I feel at peace with everything for the most part. I'm, and it was interesting. I was talking to another gentleman the other day who, have you ever heard of Hay House Publishing? Oh yeah. They're like okay. a massive, massive publishing company. Yeah, for spiritually based stuff. Yeah, a friend of mine just submitted. She was on the show. Oh, yeah, nice. she just submitted a book for there, so she's awesome. Oh, cool. Well, the gentleman I was speaking to used to be like their VP of business development for ten years, and he's also like um, he was a monk for a while. He almost became a rabbi, but he has this kind of like awareness and intuition. And we were having a conversation. And he's like, Liz your soul's talking to me. Can I share something with you? I'm like, sure. 
And he said, like, you're pretty peaceful, aren't you? I said, yes. And he goes, well, be at peace that you're at peace. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he said a little bit more, but it's like, yeah, he gave me some good advice. So doing this inner work I've been doing, I'm in a place of peace and I feel it. And when you're in a place of peace, which is a peace is like 600 on the map, which is not to say I'm there. It's a very different experience. When you get above 500 on the map of consciousness, this is the spiritual dimension. This is where love and joy and true peace exist. It's difficult to be in the world and be at that high level. That's all I can say. It's like, you don't know how you're going to, you can't really interact because you're in holy crow. <laughs> well, how do you measure? How can you measure that though? How do you it's know? Measured, it's measured through applied kinesiology. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. I ask these questions and I'm assuming people don't know these things. That's why I ask yeah, these. That's okay. It's also called muscle testing. You ever heard of muscle right. testing? Yes, yes. All right, it's the same thing. Okay. So uh, consciousness calibrations and Dr. Hawkins, he just, he used applied kinesiology. He tests, like he used, you use your arm. And he uses the body because the body can tell you the truth because it's part of, you got to understand the body is part of all it is, right? The body is part of consciousness. God is in every cell of your body, right? Whatever you want to call it, divinity, higher consciousness created us, whether you believe it or not. It calibrates as true that divinity is the creator of all that is to infinity. Like you can't even measure the power of creation. It's like beyond the mind to, I mean, it's beyond the mind to even grasp 500 and above on the map because we're not there. We're not there in understanding about the power of love is the truth, which I would never have believed it until I entered that realm and felt it like, whoa, 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 crow. Yeah. Um, what was your question, Lance? <laughs> Sorry, I get distracted. Oh, no, that's okay. Um... I kind of forget too. I know. I, 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 I love how I, I just, no, I was saying, um, we were, we were talking about how do we get out of this suffering? Like in victimhood. Oh, well, I was saying, how do we measure? Like you were talking about muscle testing and measure. Oh, oh, oh measure. Right. right. So you have to be of higher consciousness and remove from the ego to do accurate testing. Okay. And Dr. Hawkins was an accurate tester. And if you watch his videos on YouTube, you'll see he and his wife test everything he says because he cares about the truth and the integrity of what he's sharing with his spiritual students because people that are on a spiritual path and care about, very few people care about enlightenment, but you need to understand what's going on at higher levels if you think you want to go there. You got to be prepared for different spiritual gateways, essentially. What fascinates me about this is that you don't meditate. Now, no. this, is, this is like, because so many people, in order to access that level of that channel, that, to, that high vibration, I have to meditate. Otherwise, I feel completely off. And I've, uh, I just, I, it makes me, like, imagine, like, why haven't you tried meditating? Like, why haven't you channeled? That? Like, I'm just curious. Well, I because, have done it, Lance, but I feel like it, I'm not grounded enough to do that. And there's another side of this called contemplation, which I've 
I've done kind of intuitively on my own, but I hear from other like advanced spiritual teachers about contemplation. And Dr. Hawkins talks about contemplation. It's more of an awake state okay. and paying attention. It's a, it's a living prayer. Contemplation is like, I'm here with Lance and I'm paying attention to, although I keep getting distracted, I yeah, lose my train of thought. That's all right. but contemplation is being aware of yourself. And okay. a living prayer is like my new, my new kind of challenge for myself is I understand the power of devotion, which is huge. Devotion is 540 on the map of consciousness. And to live every moment like in a, like here's an example. I'm like, I'm, I'm coming on to see you today, Lance. And my contemplative prayer before I do it is my intention is to be uh, insightful mm. and have fun with Lance and support what he's doing and provide insights to the audience and have a fun time doing it. That's my, that is kind of my contemplative prayer, mm. like devoted to being of service to someone who asked me to be with them today. You know, mm. that's kind of, the difference between this is active meditation sort of yeah does that make it i i get what you're saying i get yeah. what you're saying and let me tell you when you release the inner blocks this is what's letting go of that negativity is and dr hawkins about says the only thing keeping you from joy is your own inner blocks that's it whatever's buried in there is blocking you from the truth of happiness well-being balance when you remove those, the mind quiets. You become like, like I'm a, I meditate in the car with my eyes open. You know, I just kind of quiet the mind. But how do we get rid of those blocks though? Like how does that? Those, you're going to sit, you're going to go listen to that episode on how to let go. <laughs> okay. So this is the thing is that I'm just trying to, for, for, for everyone listening and for myself, because I'm going to try this. Okay. Letting, letting go to me means sitting and breathing and focusing on my breath, like a meditation, right? For me, okay. that's, how, that's how I've been programmed to let go. Or letting go means going to the, a workout and getting into the workout. But what are some things that people can do to let go that will initiate that breakage of the block? Well, you've got to let, allow the feelings that you're having come up and recognize they're there. Okay. Right? So here's something. You get into a conversation and you start criticizing somebody. That's an inner block right there. Mm, interesting. Criticizing somebody is negatively oriented for one. It's not loving at all to criticize anyone. And it's likely coming from a buried emotion of your own that you're not willing to look at or you're not aware is there, but the energy's there because you're criticizing somebody. So. The energy, any type of, and this is pretty common knowledge, if you're lashing out at anybody, it's a projection of your own stuff that hasn't been addressed because the energy of it wants to come out. Mm. You're just not aware that like, it's coming out on somebody else, which is not any good. So consciousness research has shown that it's emotions, buried emotions are causing the thoughts and we all want to quiet the mind. That's why people are meditating. However, if you're not addressing the buried emotions, you're not necessarily addressing the buried emotions in meditation. You're just kind of hanging out. 
It's when you're paying attention to your everyday life and you find yourself reacting to somebody is the time to say, okay, any type of negative reaction is a buried emotion. It's buried energy looking to come out. You got to stop yourself and say, I'm willing to let go of the need to lash out at somebody right now. That's some, that's a, an acknowledgement that there's something there. That's an inner block. When you want to criticize somebody, gossip about somebody, diss somebody for their behavior, that's an inner block. Right. That's a sign of inner blocks. So I don't know that meditation, unless you ask for it, unless you're asking for, show me what uh, is blocking. Show me what's buried within me. I do it every day. Yeah, it's happened to me and things have been showed very quickly. Nice. Like, (laughs) yeah. It's amazing, Lance, when you ask for it, yeah. it can show up fast, but you've got to be paying attention. Yeah, you definitely do. And it takes practice to come into awareness. Would you say yoga is a good way to be aware and kind of move through that as well? Like, is that a good way to be kind of consciously awake, but still sort of in a meditative style state, like you were saying? Yeah. Yoga is super, this is, I really came to me recently, mind, body, spirit, right? Yeah. The body traps energy and emotions. And typically it's in the hips and thighs. And there is a yoga, um, any type of yoga pose that stretches the hips and thighs, you may notice can create emotional response if you don't know any better. Mm. So the emotions are trapped in the cells of the body and the yoga helps to release it. And I've, I burst out into tears at some yoga classes. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? Yeah. And then I found out it's, you know, there's these poses where you really stretch the hips oh, yeah. thighs, and then you, you get emotional. And some teachers that know, they're like, don't, if you start to feel emotions, let them come up, allow them to be. So yoga yeah. is super helpful for that. And it's also super helpful because many people aren't grounded. And Hatha yoga, when you're forced to hold poses, like a tree pose, any type of balancing pose, is super grounding energy that you need. Like I, I was not grounded when I had a spiritual awakening. It was almost disastrous. Mm. It's to not be fully grounded in that state is frightening. Have you done and, Kundalini before? No, but I heard you speak about it. It's, it's, yeah. Oh yeah. I would have, I spoke about it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that, that was some of the hardest things. Like there's positions that we held for 31 minutes. Yeah. I can't like, like we'd have, we'd, we'd be moving, we'd be moving. Yeah. But we'd be like, we'd be breathing and moving something so simple but we do it for 31 minutes and it felt like six minutes. Like it was crazy. He was like, we're going to do it for seven minutes guys. Cause it was a men's camp. It was this men's energy. And so he was like, we're going to do it for seven minutes. And then I could think like, like, well, that's a long seven minutes. And all of a sudden he's like, just so you guys know that was 31 minutes. And I was like, wow. And like the energy I felt was something that I could not explain. I can't, couldn't quantify it because there was just like such an emotional lift yeah. That like moving that energy around that was just in so many of the holes and so much of the breath work just completely shifted my consciousness. Like I was just yeah. 
it was, but it was so challenging, weird stuff like movements of your arm and your, and breathing and over and over and over and over again into your subconscious. All of a sudden you just start to let go and you start to move this energy. And it was just like, I've never experienced anything like this in my life. Nothing. I've done yoga before, which is great. Regular yoga, the different kinds, but this was, this was different. This was like, um, it's, it, it's hard for me to wrap my head around it because it was just, you, it gets so people mix you know, they see the gurus and the turbans and all this, and it becomes this, like, you have to be like this to do that. And it's just not the case. No. Like, Did it's you just, enjoy it? Lance? I, I loved it. I've just, okay. honestly, I've had this resistance and almost this fear to go back and do it because I knew what it brought. Like, I feel like I'm scared of like what it will do to me or like how it'll elevate me because what's really crazy is that, it's funny because I haven't really diving into this and I'm glad we're talking about this is that when I got back, I was flying at such a high vibration, but I went through like depression for the next two days when I got back to the city, I was like really, really bummed out. And I, I didn't understand why. With, Lance, when I heard you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah. we should talk about this. Yeah, no, I love to, you know, okay. what, what are your thoughts on that? So my understanding and my experience with this is that, you're not ready for those. You went into a higher level experience. Yeah. And you're not there yet. You don't have no foundation under you. Yeah. So you swing back into this depression because you're up here and there's no foundation. So you drop and then there's something going on in the conscious mind that's giving credit to that experience outside of you. Yeah. And that experience outside of you is not true. That's just a peek at your inner, who you really are, the spirit that you are. Yeah. And that type of giving credit outside of yourself at a higher level is like a spiritual error, essentially. Okay. Which is a little hard to describe and understand. And it's not a punishment. It's just higher consciousness knows that there's building blocks to get there. You don't just go there. And even Dr. Hawkins says, you do not want to force yourself into higher states of consciousness. It's a mistake. And you'll pay the price like what you're talking about. You got the depression. Mm. You've got to build your way up the ladder, up the map. That's what you got to look at the map. That's why I'm teaching the map. I'm like, you got to go up the ladder. You got to see where you have no foundation because you're going to do the swing into depression with stinks. Mm. And I've been doing this, you know, over a decade now, understanding these, these swings are like horrific. It's like crap. You don't want that. So the answer is to be grateful for the experience that you had. Yeah. Right? I love, love and appreciate it. But also know I'm not there yet. So I appreciate that. I just choose a balanced state when I leave. Don't give credit to whatever you had. Okay. Just like appreciate it. Mm. I'd have to test that theory, but that's my guess. Just, you know, studying consciousness is don't give so much credit to that experience to somebody else. Mm. You know, you've got to own it and be grateful. I'm like, thank you for showing me who I really am. What's possible. What's possible. Don't. And then you want to hang on to it is the problem. Mm. This is like addiction. This is like, alcoholics. Mm. They want that high. It's kind of the same thing, Lance. 
whether you're aware of it or not. And you want to hold on to that high and you're like, that's who you are. So mm. it's kind of a contradiction in consciousness. So you swing because mm. you're saying that's not who I am. So you go back to interesting depression, which is no fun. So you yeah. got to watch out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting because, you know, I'm very, I'm a very grateful person and I've like practiced gratitude a lot and meditation. It's changed my life. Um, but yeah, like I rarely go through that, but I have, there has been waves of that at times and it's like unusual and I just watch that feeling and I go, Hmm, but then, you know, there's a lot of things I've gone through in my life that maybe sometimes I just surface that I may think that I've dealt with, but maybe not dealt with as much as right. Right. So there's all those factors. It's being aware of that though. Right. Right. So what those entire states I think bringing up for all of us including you Lance is that it's it's saying okay you like this well you got to deal with this first you got depression here Mm. you got to look at it why why am I depressed what's the energy behind that like what's going on here that I would even have this in my existence it's in you because it showed up yeah and it's the when those high states come they're going to say, you like it here, but guess what? You got to deal with this first because this is, this is a, a weakness in the foundation that's still within you, something that's causing depression, some belief or something in your past that you have that you buried mm. is kind of what that invitation is. Interesting. So I personally do not, like I'm happy just being who I am. Right. Yeah. The higher you go, the more incredible it gets. Like, whoa. Mm. But I really forgot to be loved like my little prayer. I'm like, I'm just happy to be stable, yeah. balanced. I'm willing to let stuff come up and go as it is. And Dr. Hawkins says the same thing. Just be who you are. Don't shoot for the moon. Cause we have, you know, the ego's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna be enlightened. I don't recommend that, neither does he. Mm. Allow your own kind of way of being. Do what you're doing. You know, you want to improve your level of consciousness, super. Mm. But you got to address what's buried in there that needs to be addressed. And spirit's always like, okay, you got some more to deal with. (laughs) Okay. Amazing. And eventually it gets less and less, Lance. And it's fun. It's easy. It's like, I do not need to be enlightened. I'm happy just being happy. That's That's awesome. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. Where, um, if we want to people, can we send people to go check you out? Where's the best place to find you and learn more about you? Uh, trumpeteroftruth.com is my website and you can link out to my podcast there and my video cast on, on YouTube. So, um, the podcast is trumpeteroftruthradio.com and the YouTube is trumpeteroftruthtv.com. And it's called your weekly dose of higher consciousness. And I'm really just helping people. We're all down here. You know, we're not dealing with the Buddha and Christ and super high levels of consciousness because very little of the population is above 500, like four tenths of 1%. That's it is operating on the level of love. So it's like where the people are needed. Where do people need the help? They need, people need help to step in into courage. So I'm helping with understanding, stepping into courage, what does that mean? Stepping into neutral, 
And then a super powerful one that I can just introduce to everyone is the level of 350 on the map is a level of you're willing to accept you're the creator of your own experience. That is a, that calibrates is the statement, you are the creator of your own experience, calibrates at two, at 300 on the, 350 on the map of consciousness which is what Dr. Hawkins calls another spiritual gateway because you've got to take responsibility for everything. You can't blame anyone anymore. Mm. It's a step into high integrity. So I like to introduce that level because that's something to aspire to. And that's kind of what the law of attraction people are asking you to do. Mm. I don't know if you listen to uh, oh, yeah. Esther yeah. Hicks. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's, they're always saying uh, you got to be willing to accept you're the creator of your own experience. Experience. And when you are, manifestation of what you really want, as opposed to your unconscious yeah. manifestation, yeah. can start coming into play. Are you on? Uh, are you on social media as well that we can connect with you? Yep, Facebook. Um, I think everything is slash Trumpeter of okay. Truth. Okay, perfect. I don't do Twitter though. Okay, awesome. <laughs> I, I do on the Mind Body Spirit Network. I have all of it. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. That's lots, lots of great content you have. And Thank I you. encourage everybody to check it out. Um, now, just the last question before we wrap it up. Time flies when we're having fun, right? <laughs> what lesson has adversity taught you? Oh, adversity has taught me um, how to let go of resistance and how to be happy. <laughs> And when, you, when you're on the edge of lunacy or death, you learn to let it all go <laughs> and understand like, okay, life is worth living. Awesome. Well said. <laughs> Thank you, Lance. That's great. I, um, I trust the universe, you know. For sure. Play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The universe has our back, literally. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, I, um, I totally. really... It's, Big it's, time. it's literally just right behind there. So if anybody not watching the video, I have a sign that says, uh, trust the universe behind. So yes. Anyways, Liz, I really appreciate you coming and hanging out with us. This was a lot of fun. I could talk to you for hours and that's what happens with these conversations. Um, yes. and I really appreciate it and you're doing great work and I encourage you. all you guys to check out Liz and yes, thank you so much. And Lance, kudos to you and all your success with your podcast. You're doing well, a great job. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. It's, you know, just the beginning and, you know, it's, I love it. So uh, connecting with people like yourself is life-changing for me. It teaches me something new every day. And I'm just super grateful for the experience. So again, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everybody. Check out Liz Garcia. She's, um, got a ton of good knowledge. We'll have everything linked in the show notes for you to follow her and check her out. Uh, I really appreciate you guys. Have an amazing day. Catch you next time. Woo! Mind blower. That was awesome. Thanks again to Liz Garcia for hanging out with us. That was a lot of fun. She's got a lot going on. So if you want to get some cool value, I would suggest checking her out on all her social media. Do as you're told, as we said. All the stuff is in the show notes for you. Also, check out David Hawkins. He sounds like a really amazing guy. And I'm going to check him out also. So she's got lots for you to check out. Go check out her content and learn from her because she is awesome. 
You guys have an amazing week. I love you. I appreciate you. Catch you next time. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.